ora koutou katoa and welcome on into Inside Netball. Ko Ravinda Hunia, Toku Ingoa. We are halfway through the ANZ Premiership season for 2022 with round seven now in the books. And here to talk all about it with me is Sky Sport Netball commentator Jenny Woods and former Silver Ferns captain Anna Stanley. Kia ora to you both. Kia ora. <laughs> Look, let's have a let's take a little wind back to round seven. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny old season. I keep saying that every week. Uh, I feel, but um, the first game was Pulse versus Tactics. The Pulse taking that match fifty-eight to forty-one, and I thought that maybe first we can take a look at the highlights of that game, which is the Pulse, because after the last round, they've now skyrocketed to the top of the ladder, even with the Mystics, and their statistics are looking not too shabby either. Jenny, what are your thoughts on, on the Pulse right now? Yeah, look, they're looking good, and I mean, they backed up, didn't they, last night with the uh, the win over the Stars. And uh, I just think, you know, Yvette McCallton Jury, she's back in the mix. She's building that culture there. And she's talked about that, that full team uh, defensive unit and attacking unit. So I think she's trying to get all players to do all things. And I think it's working for her. And I think looking back at that game, my takeaway from it is, oh, dear me, the tactics. Mm. You know, they're now at the bottom of the table and uh, – I see that this is round seven. It feels sometimes like it's round 27. It's been such a challenging season. And you look at the tactics, you know, a far cry from where they were last year. They were the grand finalists the last two years and they're sitting at the bottom of the table at the moment. Good to see, though, a change that Mary Delaney Holschick made in that game against the Pulse. She brought Vika Colotto on at goal attack, moved to pass Salvi Rickett back into goal shoot, which, you know, we've been talking about a lot during the season. It just added that mobility. It opened up gaps. It seemed to go in a little bit more smoothly. So that is certainly uh, a combination that I think we need to see more of mm. moving forward if they want to get off the bottom of the ladder. And things aren't looking, you know, too hot for them moving forward either. I mean, with the COVID changes and postponed games and catch-up matches, you know, it kind of feels like there are teams who are dealing with it okay, Pulse being one of them, and others who are not quite being able to hit their straps, you know, when we talk about tactics, and, and perhaps the Stars are in that same camp as well. When I looked at the stats, I saw that Aliyah Dunn has shot past Grace Nowicki in goals and attempts, which is not an easy feat <laughs> Um, when when Grace Nowicki is such a prolific um, shooter, Whitney Soonis, most centre pass receives, Kelly Jury, most deflections mo by a country mile as well, and most intercepts in the league. Jenny, you know, do you feel like these Pulse players are really starting to put their hands up maybe for Nolene as well as for the ANZ Premiership title? Yeah, I think they are. And I think, and I, think I mentioned it the other day where, you know, um, McCall's and Jury made the appointment of these young captains, Kelly Jury, well, I mean, she is still young, and, of course, Tiana Maturo, and I think they've grown into the role. I mean, I was a bit surprised. I'm not a great fan of co-captaincies, but it seems to be working really well for them. And interesting, too, Aaliyah Dunn um, looks a different player and says, you know, she's closing in on those fitness <laughs> tests that are required, which I think will be good news for many because, you know, Annie, I think you're one of them. Uh, you like you liked the look of her numbers. And <laughs> well, that was a mu music to my ears when I heard her last <laughs> night say she's been working on her fitness, Jen, because, boy, you know, that's the only thing she really needs to do to improve mm. to perhaps make that selection. But I think with the pulse, what we're seeing is consistency. You know, you've got 
You've got players in, in each area of court. Jury down the defence end, you've got Soonis in the middle and you've got Dunn down the attacking. Yeah. Three pivotal positions of players that are playing consistent netball. So at the moment, if they keep forging ahead, they're going to push the Mystics because the Mystics have sort of been a little bit up and down of late. Mm. Had a good game on Sunday. So it'll make for a pretty good um, second half of the competition. Yeah, and we've had conversations about bench depth and we've said how many times that you know Mystics probably have one of the strongest um, depth on the bench but Pulse are proving that their players coming in are also you know standing up as well and when one comes out and the other comes in it's almost seamless. So. Well I think that's a strength of, of um, Yvette McCall's mm. injury she's used the rotations she's bought them on and off so when the changes are made they are becoming seamless because she's you know she's been um, building that in, into yeah. her, her team culture and, and it's it's proving a winner. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait till they play again, actually. What was it? It was 61-62 last time, wasn't it? <laughs> and I think now we're seeing um, the use of Peter Toyaba. I think she got the full game the other day against the Stars. And, you know, really interesting because you just think Grace Nwecki had a super game and to there was Toyaba there to feed her. Now, you know, I mean, you can't have just one player able to be fed by one player. Mm. But I wonder if that's what we've got here. Yeah, perhaps. And the, the game you're alluding to, Jen, was game two, Mystic Stars, where the Mystics beat the Stars 68-44. to 44. Quite, a, quite a walloping when you think about it. I actually thought that perhaps Taylor Earle is one of those silent achievers yeah. in the middle who, you know, the electricity of Alyssa Petitoyava could dim the light of anyone else on court simply by the way she moves and her speed. But I thought Taylor Earle is... A, maybe a bit more active, more proactive in those long lobs to Grace Nowicki. Yeah, she is, I think, a little bit of the unsung hero. You know, she sort of slots in the gaps where Tuiava's not because, let's be honest, Tuiava runs that attack mm. end. She's dictating, she's putting the ball in, and I think what Taylor Earle has become very good at is just reading off Tuiava, but when she has her opportunity, she's been put, firing in some great balls, she's got great release, she's got her, her finishing touches with her feeds have become really subtle and really, really strong. So she's another one that's that's playing well, but I thought Phoenix Karaka had mm. one of her best performances on Sunday. Her and Sulu Fitzpatrick were quite quiet in the weekend before against the Steel. They were obviously very disappointed with that loss, and the good thing for me is it showed that they cared and they backed it up and, and um, had a good performance. Yeah, well, and that's what I had hoped might have happened with with the stars. You know, mm. they they got whipped by the Mystics, and I thought when they they took on the Pulse, we might have seen a similar performance. But you know, we just didn't. And uh, the Pulse really had free reign. I mean, yes, in the end, I think it was ten goals, wasn't it? But really, uh, you know, they've got problems, the stars. And uh, I think apart from Ellie Temu, uh, who who is just a revelation, and she's another one. You know who mm. people are starting to talk about in terms of um, Silver Fern selection. Yeah, that is really exciting because these last few games, yes, she has stood up and in the most inconspicuous of ways, right? And yeah. I think I heard in commentary, I'm not quite sure who made the comparison to her and to Huinga Reo Salbi Rickett, how she can just come out of nowhere and her speed off the mark just, yeah, yeah is, is working dividends um, but I'm, I am still surprised that, yes, she does get the start here and there, but she's not the not the constant, there's still a lot of movement going on in that defensive circle, which you do need. Yeah, and I think perhaps it could still be return to play protocols in place true, here, we true. don't know, but uh, yeah, Timo, just, I love her timing, you know, as a defender, she doesn't involve the umpire when she comes around for ball, she's not talking and whacking, and you know, she comes through cleanly, 
Uh, and, you know, she's making a good run. But if we're talking about what's going wrong with the stars, I think on attack, the biggest change is the way Maya Wilson is moving in that circle. Kerry Wills was saying all the right things to her. She was saying, be ballside, move forward for the ball. When I was watching her and tracking her, she often is not ballside and she's often running away from the ball to come back or she's running to find her defender to post up. And that's just changing the rhythm and, and timing and therefore Crampton's getting on the circle edge, really Buchanan's getting on the circle edge and their shooters aren't ready. So then they have to go, oh, we have to pass back to the transverse line and that's when they've got to go again. And so the rhythm and the structure is just not quite working at the moment. And I think a big, big part of that has got to do with Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Interesting, sorry to butt in, uh, Rab. Interesting you mentioned Crampton because, again, you know, that I think that's the second Stars game I've done in rapid succession. And, again, you know, we talked about the fact that we weren't really talking about Crampton, mm. that um, she was, well, not missing an action, but really quiet. And I, I just wonder, you know, what, what's going on there? Uh, the other thing I noticed in the, the game against the Pulse, that defensive combination, it was the one that was so good the other day when they beat the Tactics. I personally really like it when you've got Harrison at the back, Temu at goal defence, and Johnson at wing defence with those big long arms. And when she was there in that last quarter, they actually pegged back quite a few goals. Now, that just might have been coincidence uh but you know i i just think you, you've got to find a place for johnson mm. in, in that defensive line we have spoken about uh the stars being later starters in their in their games and you bring up a good point jim because they did win that last quarter which would given which would have given them a bit of confidence but to play two games the first game they lost with 44 goals and the second 46 is really quite low but you know are we seeing you know fatigue playing a factor the stars have been playing a lot of games in quick succession yeah well that was their fourth game in 12 days wasn't it but I mean you look at you look at the stats I think on Sunday um, Maya Wilson put up 13 from 22 mm. she put up 10 in the first half Tiana Maturo put up 25 goals last last night so she put the goal attack put up more attempts than than Wilson I don't know if it's fatigue. I, th I still think it's structure. I still think there's there's more going on. A lot of these players have done the work in the off-season. They're fit. Yes, a lot are dealing with return-to-play protocols and some are suffering more having had COVID, but everyone's in the same boat. So, um, you know, it doesn't get any easier. Look at the tactics. Their game's postponed till Wednesday next week. They'll be playing three games in five days. You just got to suck it up and get out there and do the best you can. Joining us today, a very special guest. The Silver Ferns head coach, Dame Nolene Taurua, is in the inside netball house. Kia ora, kia koe, Dame Nolene Taurua. Kia ora. Thank you for having me and, and good to be talking netball. <laughs> exactly. We love it here at Inside Netball. Look, first of all, we want to start with um, selections. And it's been a very, you know, funny old ANZ Premiership season with a lot of disruptions. Does that make it a bit trickier for you to at least pencil in a Commonwealth Games squad? Oh, look, um, our pathway to the Silver Ferns is through ANZ. So we're very aware of that. But I think uh, with what's happened over the last couple of years, our um, series that we've had last year uh, with England um, and also the men's as well, uh, we had quad series in January um, and along that pathway we've had numerous camps. So ANZ was probably the final um, 
stages uh, as we lead into the Commonwealth Games and to select uh, trialists that are going to come together for the trials for um, selection. So we've had quite a few stages and ANZ was the last one. So I think for me, it's just seeing what players can do. Have they learnt from those experiences of the international uh, matches? Um, have they learned from communications that we've had with them? Um, and are they able to showcase that through ANZ week in, week out? So I think there's been telling signs of individuals um, and probably where they currently are sitting at the moment. Nolan, you've had a change, I think, in, in the selection panel. How different is this squad that you're going to be picking? How different will it be, do you think, to the team you took away in January? Yeah, look, that's a really interesting question in itself. And why I say that is that we've done numerous reviews and not only within Netball New Zealand, but also high performance sport um, around the Tokyo Olympics and, and why that was so successful. And the common message around that was around having players or having athletes who have experienced a pinnacle event or have uh, a lot of test caps in our, in our um, experience experience and we've always looked back on players in that regard and knowing that uh, you don't want to take players who have not experienced that high echelon of, of um, performance. So, you know, I think to some degree we may have to change uh, <laughs> some of our thinking around selections, um, which is probably an element of risk to some degree because we will be looking at players, I think, from what players are doing in ANZ and what they've been able to do in past uh, series. Um, and they haven't had pinnacle event experience. But also, to some degree, we can't throw the bathwater out uh, with the baby on some of those who have and are experienced in the Silver Fern. So we are discussing, I suppose, strategically, uh, what are the key factors that we need uh, in each position? Also looking at the opposition as well. Um, we've tracked... Uh, Australia, England, Jamaica and South Africa for numerous uh, events. Uh, we're looking closely at SEC at the moment and tracking players in that environment. And hopefully now we have a good uh, information database, I think, of everybody in there. So um, I don't want to say that there ain't going to be no surprises from my end. There isn't. There may be from people who see it from the outside, but I would like to think that we're taking a strategic approach and squeezing the living daylights out of everybody that we have. <laughs> Noles, there, there are lots of players in the current crop of ANZ players that are that are performing. Some of your experienced Silver Ferns are not. Will you pick on form or will you pick hoping that they find form in your Silver Fern environment? Yeah, I think that's been the beauty, if I'm going to be honest, of some of the players that we have had in the mix. And uh, it's because I know, uh, whether they're experienced or not experienced, I know how they perform at that level within the New Zealand environment or the Silver Fern. So I know what that's like. Um, and I also know sometimes that just because they're not good in, in one weekend or, you know, one team or, you know, something's not quite just for whatever reason, I am confident from what we do in the Silver Ferns and their involvement 
uh, so far. So I think at the moment what we have done is definitely identify uh, players who have been in the Silver Ferns who may not be quite at the level that they should be or expected and really working with the clubs as to what we can do to either raise performance or put better supports around them. So we've identified that and we're working in that space actually now. You spoke about Nolene players, you know, could possibly be selected without having that Silver Ferns uh, experience depending on performance. And we've seen a lot of National Netball League players step in as replacements for the ANZ Premiership. And we've always spoken about how that competition feeds our Silver Ferns. Are there any in and out players that are catching your eye, perhaps not for the squad right now, but for the future? I think that's been one of the most exciting things is that uh, for the ANZ coaches and at that competition, they've had to look underneath at that um, at that NNL level and really focused on what the pathway is um, to the ANZ. And I think to some degree they've been forced to go in into that thinking, which I think is always good. It's good for the Silver Ferns, it's good for ANZ and everybody involved. Um, so I'm liking that. I think, you know, when I look at, um, geez, I can't remember her name, apologies, but the young girl Styrus uh, for Mystics and, you know, when Phoenix wasn't involved in the uh, beginning of Mystics um, campaign, how she has come in and slotted in and around Michaela and also Sulu. Um, so, you know, she's one of those ones that we have been tracking for a few years now through Net New Zealand secondary schools and the work that be, has been done in the ETP. Um, I think also with the ETP, which is the level underneath, there's uh, alignment between the Silver Fern selectors and us and looking at uh, more deeper. But, um, you know, whether it is the development squad, we also have the Fast Five uh, that's happening in November and ways that we can look to fast track some of these athletes, one, to promote them for ANZ, but also looking in the future for uh, future Silver Ferns as well. I think Kara Stythe was the name you were looking for, Nolene. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. A young Casey Corpula. But um, what I was going to ask you is I was interested to see Stacey Marinkovich talks about, you know, she picks her shooters and then looks to see what middies are the ones that feed them best. I mean, is that a process you'd, um, you'd go along with? I think that's a really interesting philosophy and definitely understandable as to what way she's going to go. We're definitely looking at combinations as well, looking at feeds, which is really important. Um, I'm not 100% sure if we have the supply of shooters uh, that they have over there, and um, but I think it's an interesting thought and I can understand it. Um, I think the key things for us in the U Units that we're looking for is definitely in the shooting, the volume and the accuracy. Um, and, you know, I think uh, we've got some big volume shooters, obviously, with Alia and also Grace there. But um, uh, the flip side to that is having goal attacks that are actually also putting up the volume. And sometimes when you've got strong goal shooters, you've got to keep the balance. Otherwise, you have goal attacks who are not wanting to go to the post. I think 
think in our midcourt, we're really strong in the feeds um, and also the goal assists, which are really clear on targets and benchmarks that have been set. And if anything, we're very comparable, if better than what our, uh, Australia are currently sitting at uh, in their numbers. And of course, in our defence, what we're looking for is people who can turn over the ball. And the likes of Kelly Jury and Sulu and, and uh, a few of the players who are currently doing that, um, that's looking promising. So, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, statistics, we're looking at combinations, we're looking at behaviours. And, you know, the people who can do that the best, uh, I think, will probably end up being selected for us. Speaking of individuals, Nolene, I think one of the biggest question marks on who will make the squad this year is that of Amelia and Ekinasio, of course, coming back after having Bubs. Have you been, oh, I'm sure you have been watching her very closely, but is there, you know, maybe some sort of plan or something in place to, I don't know, not maybe not ensure that she gets there, but that she's on the right track to make that squad? Yeah, look, I think um, putting this out there to everybody is, you know, we've got our standards um, of our yo-yo and we have discussed uh, actually over the last month and probably uh, questioned ourselves and, and really looked at ways, if I'm going to be honest, of not applying our standards that we <laughs> set. You know, so I know there's quite a few uh, athletes who are not at the level physically. Um, and, you know, where we have come back around after many discussions is that we will stay with the yo-yo that we have set. Uh, because of a few reasons, but also the integrity of our program and knowing the load that needs to happen. So we are very aware of where athletes sit, not only her, but also others. And definitely with Amelia and putting the supports around her to help her to be the best athlete that she can be. So as we all know with mothers that sometimes it becomes difficult in life and you have to balance everything. But I must say we've only we've been discussing, you know, um, continuously with her and her intention is to be at Commonwealth Games. So time will tell whether we can get that done. But she's really important to us. And honestly, if it doesn't fall now, uh, you know, we will still keep her involved. Um, and, and definitely look for Nepal World Cup. So like everybody, this is only one stage of the next two years that's really important for us. Noel, you must be watching an awful lot of netball at the moment. But to be honest, really, when it comes down to Birmingham, it's going to be, what is it, four or five games, and then it comes down to that semi-final and the final. And they're the two big ones. I mean, does that... Does that alter your, the way you select a team? Do you take a player and think, yeah, right, well, she can get us through the early ones, but then we need somebody for the big ones? Yeah, look, um, once again, being honest, uh, the truth is definitely that. Um, so our big three is towards the end. Our big one definitely is England. So if we don't beat England, then we will play uh, Australia and the crossovers um, if we do beat England, we have Jamaica, and then obviously we got to get through Jamaica to play Australia in the finals. Um, we're very mindful of what each team poses, uh, definitely knowing where SCN is currently happening, with not only England probably being our uh, difficult uh, opposition over the last couple of years that we haven't quite cracked. How many players could now on your hands 
you say that you've the, that have got the tick? Half? More than half? Yeah, I would say, um, uh, look, I, I think I change from week to week, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I had started and I'm very strong on having a spine. And in the spine, we have four uh, players. And uh, to be honest, once again, in that spine, uh, there are risks. Um, so I'm very aware of that and the supports that need to go in and around uh, these players. Uh, you've got to have a spine to start building uh, everything else around that. And so um, I'm very open and honest about that. Um, but uh, in some weeks, I feel quite good about a good six. And then the next game, I don't. Um, so I think to some degree, the uncertainty or there's one way of looking at uncertainty or the other side of it, the opportunities mm. that present for people. You know, so I think it's to some degree nearly throw the head up um, <laughs> and, and for people really to put your best foot out because I think if anything, it's open, not open slather, but it's open for people to put their best foot out and to perform and to be a silver fern in a pinnacle event. So we want to drive those performances and, and people have to put their hand up and deserve to be there. Awesome, Nolene. Look... Oh, I think I speak for all of us when I say we don't envy your position <laughs> right now heading towards the Commonwealth Games. But thank you so much for your time and your great insight into selecting the Silver Ferns for the Commonwealth Games. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Niles. Na mihi anō mō tērā kōrero, Nolene Taurua, wahine mā. Very interesting kōrero. It just makes you sit there and go like this, doesn't yeah. it? Rub your hands together. You don't quite... I mean, I feel like she's telling you something without <laughs> telling that. you something. Yeah. She's very clever. She's very experienced at this, <laughs> our Knowles, isn't yeah, she? She knows us all too well in our interviewing skills also. Look, we're going to draw the attention to that spine that Nolene was talking about. She didn't name names. Um, so we're going to try and make a prediction here, Fano, and, and make it a little interesting. And just remember, you can comment below if you agree or disagree on it. Um, but let's have a crack at who we think Nolene's four in her spine could possibly be. I have got, just based on her comments and who she has mentioned, I have got Kelly Drury, Karen Berger, Grace Nowicki, and Shannon Saunders is in there for my base four. Jenny, who do you have? Well, I have Berger and Drury, but then I also have Echinacio and Kirsten. Ooh, well, I am the same as Raph. <laughs> So I have Jury, Saunders, Grace and Berger, but I think perhaps Knowles's fourth would be Gina Crampton instead of Shanders, and Saunders, sorry. Yeah, but I personally would put Saunders in now ahead of Crampton. I think she is by far having a better season and her stats are certainly um, showing that as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, very, very interesting. And of course, Fano, we're making these predictions. We're halfway through the ANZ Premiership season. So Silver Fern selection season is upon us now. So very exciting times ahead. For now, though, we will rest our selecting brains and uh, call it a week. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Jenny Woods and Anna Stanley. Pleasure. My pleasure. I'm off for a lie down. <laughs> Well deserved. Fano, we have round eight of the ANZ Premiership live right here on Sky Sport. Don't forget as well our National Netball League counting down to the grand final, which will be happening next weekend. From us here, though, Matewa.